Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. We are going back to the Sugar Club on Thursday the 28th of September with a brilliant lineup of special guests and you. Come along, grab the tickets, eventbrite.ie. The link is at the bottom of this podcast. I also continue to need to ask you to help keep this podcast platform going. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise It is the easiest bit of activism you can do on a monthly basis. That price of a fancy cup of coffee to you keeps the mics on and the conversations like the one you're about to listen to keep happening. And I say it all the time, it's not a one-way street. You get access to our entire back catalogue now of nearly 1,300-odd podcasts. And you get them as quickly as I can turn them around completely plea-free. And that includes podcast this week with Professor Richard Murphy joined us from the UK to talk about how to implement wealth taxes that will actually work and not cause capital flight. Another great podcast with Richard. Always enjoy chatting to him. So if you want to hear that now, it's available right now on patreon.com forward slash tortoise Please, please, please click the link and join us. Let's keep this show on the road. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, liking and recommending this to everyone else. We really appreciate it. I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and Martin, we're back speaking to one of our firm friends and one of our one, one person who we would love to have back on the podcast repeatedly. But before we get there, have you got much reaction to the uh, posters, the crack zone posters that were put up around Dublin? Because my DMs are awash with people, uh, mostly I say supportive, but some people, you know, uh, I would I would say they're, they're worried about how people feel about it. You know, more of what we call the cult of civility. And oh, what's your reaction? Tony, I'm out in Ashburn. They have no idea what crack cocaine is. We have posters. We don't do posters out here at all. What I do find, actually, some of it is they're, they're, it's been a, the lads who put the posters up, Spice Bag and Pattern Up, have been accused of misinformation. I think that's quite funny. They're clearly a piss take. They're clearly not. They're just designed to provoke reaction. And there's people from communities that are involved in drug activism that are upset. That's not where they were aimed. They were aimed in, 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 um, Dublin four, they're aimed around, you know, Balls Bridge and areas like that to actually make work um, middle class communities uncomfortable. And it seems to have done that job. So I would say it's a win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say another another blow for controversial art, Tony. That's what I'd say. No, nothing wrong with some protest art. And um, and I do think I actually think, you know, hopefully they do some more. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, again, uh, and, and, I'm, and I will then caveat everything and say fair play for Dahi Doolan for actually having the chat, Martin, because. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Came into, came, came into hostile territory. He did. And we do have to move on from one yeah. poster to another poster boy, Tony. And we Yes, do, we seriously. do. We're, we're d- delighted to be rejoined on the podcast by our friend in Lisbon. The, uh, the uh, uh, He's part of the Partido Socialista who are still in power. But for some reason in, in, the, in the Portuguese government, they've, they continue to hold on to the levers of power. Joe Pina, how are you doing? It's good to see your smiling face. Hello again. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the to listen to me and all your listeners. I think I we are doing great. We are still in power and we continue to be in power for another three years. And then we have elections. Then we'll see because every time they keep saying that the socialists are going to lose the elections in Portugal, it's the other way around. We win them again. So it's a long, long, long winter of socialism, as the right wing tells us in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to say we have the two most best evil laughs in the, in, in the podcast game here. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, before we get Joe has has trimmed down a huge amount, Joe. You're looking great, buddy. Absolutely looking great. But if I could start the the question about let's talk about the energy charter treaty because that's an important thing and portugal has pulled out of it you've stood up and pulled out we'd like ireland to pull out of it but tell us why portugal has pulled out of it 
Portugal started denouncing process, and uh, and uh, for for us uh, the question remains the same. And I think I think environmentalism it's not a thing of left wing or right wing. It's a thing of being quite fair for the planet. Portugal is now having record high uh, temperatures as the rest of the world. July was the most hottest uh, month in the history of this planet. Um, we are we are having we are now that the Pope has left, uh, we are not blessed anymore. So we are starting having wildfires again. The, the wildfires in Portugal is, is hitting us really hard again. And and people and people should know that 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 that, that sentence that there is no planet B, it, it, it's getting worse. And and the environmentalists warned us 20 years ago that we'll get to this. But everyone thought, oh, it's just it's just too far away. It's 20 years from now, but now in our generation, it's already around the corner. So, so in our, in our agenda, uh, for us, it was very important to make to make sure that, that we will continue our environment agenda, and and even even the right wing, even the, the right wing, will abstain against this, so they are not directly against the, the government uh, leaving this um, district. That's really great because um, we had uh, Sinn Féin's um, Senator Lynn Boylan on a few weeks ago and she was talking about you know how Ireland needs to leave the Energy Charter Treaty and we have in power currently a Green Party as part of a coalition and they're saying, when it, oh, if everybody leaves, we'll leave. If all of the EU leaves, we'll leave. Now we've seen France, we've seen, you know, we've seen other countries already make the move and for Portugal to make the move, it, it strengthens the case. And just to explain to listeners, why this is important. The Energy Charity Treaty would give the likes of um, uh, fossil fuel companies the, the right to sue the state that they're, that they're operating in for a loss of profits into the future. And this is actually, in fact, has happened in Ireland where Lansdowne Oil um, and Gas, wherever they're going by, uh, they, they are suing the Irish state right now for a case saying that we can't make profits out of 2050 because, right. we, because we can't get these licenses. So it has a real knock on. And how can you do take real climate action if you're already tying your hands behind your back? You can't. So so your your government has said, yeah, we're not going to wait for the EU. We're doing it now, Joe. Yes. No, the Again, again, what, what I think we have done is, is the government. The government is taking the lead. I was, I, I was seeing some news from two, three days ago, and EU is thinking of withdrawing from this treaty in, in a, a concern event. But the question was, is that I, I think this has happened because the, there was the leadership of some governments that, that made sure that the agenda of EU was at the end to withdraw from this treaty. And, and again, again, that's the big difference. Uh, the big difference between the, 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 the Portuguese government and the Irish government. Some are, some are, are leaders, some are followers, and 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 uh, and what comes to to suit, to suit the right agenda for the future, uh, we try to do what was best for Europe and especially for the next generation. That's why that's why for us we didn't wait for the for the the, the decision of the EU. We pointed the way to the EU. That's what we try to do for many years now in a lot of issues, not just energy. Sometimes we are successful, and unfortunately, other times we are not. And one of the areas that you're still not successful in, but you're still struggling with, is housing, Joe. And you recall the earlier in the year you announced what were being called extraordinary, extraordinary plans to tackle the housing crisis. Um, I, how has that gone now? Because I, I'm aware that still is a rental crisis in Lisbon. There still is, you know, in 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 the major urban areas, it's very difficult. How has the new legislation progressed since we last spoke? It, it has not. It, it, uh, we all expect it to take some time, but it has not. It has not uh, uh, had the right effect yet. Uh, the effect is still slow because every time we put a measure on the market, the market put, puts a countermeasure. The, the bank evaluation is still high. We just passed a new law increasing the support for families so that they can buy a house. 
we we increased the rent support as well again for the second time this year and we now passed a new law to make sure that families can can um, uh, apply for for a mortgage without a stress test what is a stress test it's when the bank is now forced by the european central bank to stress test your income to make sure that you you could afford your monthly pay if the the interest increases another 3% so right now, the, the Eribor that, that connects most of the loans is around four. So you need to have a stress test to seven. And that, that was putting basically half of the country out of being able to afford any house in this country. So we now abolish that stress test and make sure that in Portugal, but, you, but, you but, can... But, but Joe, by, but the, by abolishing the stress test, are the government now saying that you will back right the, the loan because it's... We'll back, we'll back the increase of, of, of the interest if okay. it goes higher from now on. So, 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 so I want to make a point to people because this is important. We just mentioned the Energy Charter Treaty and what's what's happened. There's a lot of talk about you know retrofitting homes and Ireland's low cost loans, and they were saying rates of three and a half percent by using Euribor or actually by using the state to back back you know uh, back a loan. The rates can be lowered anyway, and then by knowing that there's no risk, you can use vehicles like the EIB, the European Investment Bank, to actually reduce the rates for, for the people who want to say retrofit homes, or in this case, the Portuguese state are using this as a way of saying to people that we're going to backstop the difference on that. Um, people might take, it's, it's very, it, it's, 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 it's still only a demand side thing though. It's not increasing supply. It's a demand side aspect. It, because the, the problem, okay, the, we, we have done two things. First, first of all, from, from the side of the families, if what you are paying for your house is more than 35% of your monthly income, the state will cover the rest. That's a huge measure that we passed. A lot of hundreds of thousands of families are already in this kind of support. So you, you have a bank loan and then the, the interest goes up and your monthly pay goes higher than 35% of your monthly income, the state will pay for the rest. But this is a, a temporary measure because the question is that we should, should tackle <coughs> is that, sorry, is that since the house crisis in 2009-2010, most countries stopped building houses at the rate they were doing on, on the decades before. So I'll give you one number about Portugal. In Portugal, since the 1970s, every 10 years, Portugal built 800,000 houses. 800,000 per decade. So 80 to 90, 800, 90 to 2,000, Since 2009, Portugal has built 120,000 houses. Mm. So, when, when this happens, there's not enough houses going to the rent market. There's not enough houses available to low middle class, middle class, because most of the houses that are being built are for, for mostly for foreigners. Yeah, for people and, that, that were and, and you've had to deal with that, but you know, you, and absolutely, and, and the houses that you had were in the wrong location because they weren't in the urban areas they were built exactly. for. And, and I understand that, but but we have the similar problem. We were building 90,000 homes a year in, say, so, say 2006, you know? So we were building, sure. and now, and now, and we have similar populations and urban densities in, in some areas, uh, even though Portugal is, is is a bigger country, we have, you know, we're not too far out on, on, the, on, those, on those numbers. But what we're finding now is that they're finding, rather, we can't get back to 90,000. We're struggling to get to 30,000. So what's the your question, ambition? The question, the question was, is that since 2009, do, during the, the, the crisis, a lot, of, a lot of skilled workers in construction left to, to, other, to other professions. So getting them back is, is a really challenge. We are addressing that, especially by increasing immigration. I give, I give you an example. Like we, we accepted around 300,000 immigrants in three years. 300,000. 
and 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 they, they are they are, they are very well integrated in our society. Most of them come come. We make sure that we have laws to make sure that they are, they are not exploited. But those people are needed in many many areas. So we are doing exactly we are doing the exactly opposite of most countries in Europe are doing is that we are. We, we, we Portugal as one of the visas that you can come to look for work. So most countries in Europe only allow you to enter the country if you have if you already have a work contract or a work promise. In Portugal, you can be in Portugal for two months to look for work. We are one of the most progressive countries in about issuing visas in the world. And that is technically, our economy is really booming because of tourism and the, the war in Russia that is putting tourists away from Eastern Europe, from Turkey. I have, I have, been, I have friends of mine that wanted to go on holidays to the Maldives. And they didn't went because the, the, their plane was going very close to Russia. So it's enough to, to scare a bit of people. And, and, and tourism is booming here. But still, still right now, we are addressing this by, by importing um, a labor force that is skilled, mostly, mostly from Eastern Europe and a, a lot from the Portuguese-speaking countries, especially Brazil. So that's basically good. And also, we have the, the recovery fund of EU that I talked last time, that Ireland does not because your GDP, blah, blah, blah. And it, let's go back to the... How, how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> what do you mean? Our leprechaun economics? No way. Exactly. The two chickens and no chicken. Everyone has one chicken. Basically, yeah, yeah. Ireland works. Ireland is everyone has one chicken. Most of the people have zero chickens and, and a few have two, two or three or four chickens. That's basically your, but, your economy. But, but, sorry, Martin. I know you wanted to come in. Uh, go ahead. Joe, just uh, again, as you said, your tourism trade is booming, but what broke in the news here in Ireland yesterday was that for every one house in the long-term private rental market, there are now 14 houses on short-term holiday lets. Now, in Ireland, if you don't have planning permission for a short-term holiday let, you're breaking the law, you can be punished with a fine and you can be sent to jail, but the government doesn't enforce any of this. So now we have the a class of people who are hoarding property for Airbnb and a government who's cheering them on. How's it going in Portugal with the Airbnbs? Because I know you're not cheering them on. No, we are not. We we uh, passed a new law. That, that's why the, the there's a huge debate, especially the, the BRB owners are calling us the Marxist Republic of Portugal now. <laughs> it's because it's because first 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 of all, we 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 passed a law about stress tests in neighborhoods. So if, when a neighborhood gets more than a, a percentage of uh, people ready for short term, you cannot have new license in that neighborhood anymore. And and a second law we passed, no license. It is going to be issued in perpetuity as it was before. Mm. So we passed a law saying five years from now, and starting by the license we give every year. So every five years, all the BNB Airbnbs in the country are reassessed to to see about the stress test in the community if we issue a new license or not. And and the private sector is saying, but we how can we do investment just with a five year assurance? Our response to my government is that that's your problem. You are the one doing the investment. You have you have, you have the one that need to assess the, the, the risk. After five years, if that if that the property does not remain in the Airbnb or it's a short short rental, it needs to go back to the rental market. It's compulsory by law. So so what we do now is that every year we are getting around fifteen thousand houses that are going back to to the to the to the long rental part. And another thing is that we have decreased taxes. For long-term renters, so if you rent if you rent a house to a family of let's say five years, you, your tax will be reduced by around two thirds. 
Okay, so, so uh, no, I want to ask you. It's important on this because there is one issue around this. Now, is that for if I if I'm already renting, and I then I then say give someone a five year lease, can I get that tax break? Yes, you can. Okay, yes, so and here's and and here's one and and here's and here's one question I have, and and it is it is a problem I have with this solution because it's it's starting. I'm starting to see it in other European countries. In fact, it's been suggested here as well. Um. Is the tax rate then the effective tax rate for the landlord less than the income tax rate that the the tenant has to pay? The tenant has to. So what's what's so, your what's so what's the tenant's income tax rate? Um, say on an average salary, what's the what's the what's the income tax rate on the on for for a normal salary? So the, the tax the tax rate, let's say a salary of one thousand five hundred. Yeah, uh, it's it's twenty eight percent. Twenty eight for okay. the tenant for yes. the landlord for the landlord. You you can you can put the rent on a separate tax bracket, which means that it does not incorporate your total income if it's long term. I give you an example: a, a guy that gets three thousand euros a month, the tax bracket is around thirty-seven percent. But then, if you rent a house as a long term, it's fifteen percent yeah. for for the rent. You can be taxed on the fifteen percent rate separately from your income from your work. Okay, but, but 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 I understand. But what I was just what what worries me, and I'm sure you'll understand where I'm coming from, that we need to we also so rental income. Well, yeah, rental income is unproductive income. It's not building anything. It's rental income, and then the productive income of the worker is being taxed higher. So we need to get to a place where you're able to balance those needs, Joe, because that's how in in future people need to we need we need to not be rewarding people who who have unproductive capital. And I think you I think that's that's the point I have. I agree with you, but there's a difference of incomes in your country and mine. I give you an example. I I, I, I accept this. Go ahead. Our medium income it's one thousand three hundred euros. It has increased. It has increased 10% in the last year, which is a lot. We, because the problem is that we, we keep increasing the minimum wage, but the mean, but the medium wage was not increased. Mm. So finally, our measures are, are making an increase on the minimum wage. But to give you an example, you, you get um, uh, the minimum wage, the medium wage, uh, 1,300. Until, until 1,000 euros a month in Portugal, you don't pay taxes at all. So you don't pay you don't pay income tax until one thousand euros per month. That's why that's why we and we keep increasing this every year. So uh, around let's say forty seven percent of the Portuguese workers don't pay income income tax in Portugal. We, we tax a bit more the ones that get higher and and so so the minimum wage is around seven hundred fifty euros. But until one thousand, no one pays income tax in Portugal. I'm kind of amazed. You're talking about licenses for Airbnbs. You're talking about rules. I mean, you look at Ireland, and it is simply free for all. It is simply if we do have rules. That's what I was going to say, Mark. We we have actually really good legislation. We just never enforce it. They won't enforce the legislation and, because it's it, the and and the latest thing in the circles is to call it a side hustle. This is the side hustle for wealthy people. For, no, and, for a mom and pop. For uh, mom and pop, you know, and and we're looking at it going, are you people? Utterly, utterly mad. I utterly. think there was and a great, there was a great line, Martin. Sorry, what was um, uh, Conal O'Farrell said? Uh, we were stop calling the mom and pop landlords. When I was kids, we called them millionaires. Yeah. Now the one thing I will, and because this links into climate, the most destructive thing you can do personally is own two properties. That's the you having a holiday home is the most destructive personal thing you can do to the climate personally. 
So these people are on the double. They're destroying our housing market, but they're also destroying our climate. And I can't for the life of me understand why we don't enforce any rules in this country. And I think it's great that Portugal enforces some rules. I was, I was reading a news from one month, say Airbnb criticizes the, the heavily Portuguese rules for, for, for um, short-term rental. So even Airbnb made, made a official complaint to the Portuguese government. And, and especially what, what they, they are hitting is the fact that I was, I was, I was um, giving the wrong information. You, you, you don't have a, a tax discount. You have a tax exemption. Yes. If you, if you turn completely tax exemption until 2030, mm. if you transfer your, your um, uh, apartment from short rental to, to a family rental. Yes. And, and, and we, we've done certain things like that. Unfortunately, some of them we've, we've done um, in, in bad ways because we've used real estate investment trusts who bought up all of these apartments and the state has leases with them for 25 years and that that's quite problematic but, but, but just just a question tony those are the apartments that we, we like i said last time that we are forcing to be rented yeah so, i i so, and i accept so that i i just i just i just i also i just you know because we keep comparing because your government you know um i would say has has obviously you know you you're you're a proud socialist yourself um but you have to work within the market constraints that you have your economy is is still due to grow by what what two and a half three percent uh this year you know this is these are yeah. still really positive numbers given you know you know where 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 things are how is that all like how is that playing out for your government because the last time we spoke i think that 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 the title we used on the podcast was Portugal government in crisis you know and and there was a lot of uh reshuffling going on Joe how are things now with with your with your colleagues have things calmed down the question the the, the, the question the question again again is that after one month of um, because the issue in Portugal was not the way that, that we, we were governing it was uh, private issues with some members of the government like uh some guy that had nominated his wife or someone that did not pay a tax on a bike a few years ago or like uh, the, the 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 press and the right people was heavy in making sure that that everyone that had, had some kind of of, of thing that was um, brought to public was enough for him to resign but the question was that we done some surveys and we have done surveys since the beginning of the year and if there was elections today we will win them again easily easily you know why because people might be a bit sick of the government they are not sick of the way that we are governing and 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 it's improving the quality of life of people and that that is at the end at the end that's why we had an absolute majority last year because people said they are tired of the socialists many years have passed by but but at the end the voter made one decision who can provide me a better life and and that, that and also the right the the epp leader is not growing whatsoever the guy, the guy is having a crisis of, of affirming himself as the leader of the opposition. And our, our prime minister is a, a, a person that I consider almost a genius. I think he's one of the best prime ministers we ever had in this country. And we are doing a good job. So we are not worried about that. And now, and now again, the polls are putting us ahead. And, and the way we are governing, and we, we continue to have our, our last few policies. We are going to put free daycare for everyone. We are, we are, this, this year, we made sure that we increased a higher education grants by 50%. And we, we are doing all kinds of things. And another thing that came out this week, Portugal is going to pay half of, of, of their public debt until the end of the decade. So Portugal, which was bankrupt not that long ago, the socialists came to power. Everyone said that, oh, the socialists are the spenders. Only the right wing are the ones that control the economy. No, 
Portugal is going to pay half of their public debt until 2029. So you're doing quite well as a socialist country, Joe, is the bottom line. You know, like I think back to what was there before the socialist government, and it was very close to what we have in Ireland. It was that Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael kind of swapsy of seats, Tony, that went on forever. And then it was, and we will always have to credit the Communist Party. Oh, Joe. yeah. yeah, We yeah, will yeah. always have to credit the Communist Party. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. Uh, and and I, can I ask, um, and I know this is, we didn't, uh, when we were talking about having this chat today, when it never came up, but were you watching the Spanish election with any interest? I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was the one that, that was was supposed to, to give to, to the to the board of the party the result about the elections. Yeah, I understood. I understood very early that, that something was wrong, that something was out, because what happened in Spain is not much different than what happened in Portugal. Is that the Iberian voters, the Portuguese and the Spanish, are by nature moderate people, easygoing, nice people, like the from the kind of people. But but it scares a lot of the voter, the extension of the right wing. Mm-hmm. So what happened What happened that weekend was basically was basically the Spanish voter at the end saying, if I don't go to vote, if I don't uh, make make a point now, the extreme right will be in power. And the extreme right will be in power in, Port- in Spain is not going to be different than it's going to be in Portugal, is that they are going to, to withdraw all, all, let's say, left-wing politics, illegalize abortion, illegalize homosexuality, women's rights, labor laws, they, 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 they were ready to strike all of them again. They, they, it was part of their official program that were running for the election. In Portugal, we had the same. Like, like when we went with absolute majority, uh, around 700 people more went to vote in the last elections in Portugal because they were scared of putting the right wing in power. And as long as the moderate right does not get away from these people, things like Portugal and Spain will continue to happen again. And even uh, in what is right and in what is left, I was seeing the news about the the banks tax in in Italy, huh? yeah. Huh? So so that's the kind of measure that the right wing said. If the leftists come to power, they are going to tax you the the bankers and stuff like that. And it was done by extreme right party as well. Well, okay. well, uh, well. I, I want to. Portugal's banks are about mid table on the profits and passing the profits on to their depositors at the moment. Ireland is the worst. Ireland is the actual worst in the EU, which is incredible. Our banks, we they helped bankrupt the country. We bailed them out. Then we left them tax-free Free, for years. Yeah. <laughs> for years, we left them. This year, they're eligible to start paying taxes again, and they're making huge profits, and they're not passing on any of it. What Are you, are you guys going to do anything? Because I... I we are, we are, we are not, we are not going to do a measure like Italy for sure because that scares, that scares the also the banking system. Uh, I give an example. I was reading today that 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 tax in Italy is going is going to collect around two billion euros, but the entire banking system in in, in Italy lost ten billion euros. In it, it it lost forty percent of its value. Exactly, or exactly. So so. Um, but Some of us would is, say that's not a bad thing in the long run, Joe. <laughs> we'll, we'll, in in the longer term, we need to we need to tackle this we problem are, as well. We are we are socialists. We are not communists. We, we want the poor to laugh. We don't want the rich to 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 cry. That, that's that's basically the big difference in our politics. And but something else to be done. The profit in the Portuguese banks is just out of this. This is is just pornographic. Huh? The banks are having more profit than ever, and and we are already tackling the banks saying. You need to cover part of the increase of the interest in in uh, in, uh, in in the mortgage in Portugal. They are saying we cannot. We are bound by by the European Central Bank rules. But 
What we force the banks is that the banks are forced to renegotiate your loan if your monthly pay passes by a certain amount. So right now, I think around half a million people already went to their bank, but we are taking the hand the laws that we passed in the parliament, saying the bank is forced to renegotiate under certain terms that we passed last year. But but I agree, we, we need to increase some kind of tax to the bank. But the, the question is that I'm not one of the persons that say, okay, if, if they have too much profit, okay, but I think that companies and banks have too much profit because at the end, when they don't, don't have profit, we the taxpayer bails them out. It's always the same thing. It's 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 it's, it's and in Portugal, our banks are too big that to comes to that point they are too big to fail. No, they they fail. And you, you saw that in Ireland, mm-hmm. we saw that in Portugal, they do fail, huh? They do fail. And and and, and at the end, it's always a taxpayer that comes to that. But we are we don't have any concrete measures now, but but our finance minister said we already passed a tremendous amount of laws to help the the, the, the lower class. And next year is going to be the time of the middle class. So next year, we finally have good public accounts to have a, 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 a significant reduction of, of the IRS tax brackets. And he already said, this is going to pay by, it's going to be paid by someone. And I'm already thinking of the banks. That's a good idea. I'm going to ask you, because it's very pertinent at the moment, the weather in Spain, like or the weather in Portugal, we've seen in Spain that they have one of the biggest droughts they've ever had. We see that we have heat plumes in the oceans, and that affects Portugal in particular. How how are things at the moment on the ground in Spain? Are people managing with the temperatures that you like have? Portugal? Sorry, I, I, Portugal. I'm going to be I'm going to be in the south of Spain next week, and uh, to give you an example, uh, my hometown is very close to the Spanish border. On Monday, we had 49 degrees. Forty-nine. How do you how do you cope in that weather? You don't. <laughs> you don't. That's why there's all there's there's all that saying that the northern part of Europe are the workers and and and, and the south and southern Mediterranean are the lazy part. Try to work after lunch with forty-nine degrees. It's impossible. That's why the Spanish invented the siesta. The question is, it's getting worse. Every day that passes, it rains less. Every day that passes, the heat is higher, and the the, the lands are becoming more unproductive. We have we 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 have sandstorms from the Sahara now. Can you imagine that? Like we have days that we have alerts and we wake up and and it, it's raining sand from the Sahara that is is being shifted here to this this part of the Iberian Peninsula. In twenty years, the next generation will cope with kind kind of environmental disasters that we have no idea. We are getting too old. We we won't see the worst part of it. But the self, the self. I, I will. Day. I will. I'm still young. You too. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I couldn't Mark, resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm I, I and who wants to? Huh? At the end, because the, the, it's it's going to be really bad. And and the question is, and the, the the level of not in my country, but the level I see of denial of of mm. of, of, yeah. of climate change denials that we still have in this world. What the hell? Joe, did you see there was a headline out in the Irish media last week that said climate uh, climate chaos could mean uh, Irish tourism goes up by 10 percent. So it's like it was like, yay. We're gonna, you know, and, and, not everyone, just, and not everyone is the same. And people say the politics are the same left wing, right wing, nothing changes. I was I was seeing the news this morning. Rula the Silva just passed a moratorium saying that that, that that in in five years not a single tree will be cut from the Amazon anymore. Yeah, 
I know. So, so, yeah. so oh, oh, I'm hoping I'm hoping to get uh, go back to Colombia next week to talk about what what Lula da Silva said. And it's funny, he was. You might appreciate this. Did you see the interview? Because you'd obviously uh, he he was he was uh, said people and tried to insult him. They call him a socialist, and he went yes. <laughs> he said yes, I am. Yes, I, I wear I, I wear that badge with pride. Of course, yes. of, course, yeah. of, course of course you do. Yeah, that's, would, that's really what changed. According to, to to Bolsonaro, that wanted to cut the entire Amazon forest just to go big gold or things like that. That's a big difference. It's the same thing that they keep saying all the time. I was just another thing that they keep saying is that when Portugal started increasing the minimum wage, they, they, they kept saying this is going to bring massive unemployment, massive unemployment. We increased the minimum wage by 60%, 60, 60. And we, we have the highest level of employment in the history of this country. So mm. don't don't bullshit people saying that that the, the weakest link is always the worker or the non or the, the least paid worker. That this needs to be tackled first, and then the boom of the economy will come after. Very yeah, last, but- very last question, Martin, and it's an important one. Joe, um, I, uh, I think Gladys is her name, the orca who's attacking the yachts uh, up up off the coast of of Portugal and and, and Galicia. Um, uh, we happen to think she's a hero. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, about the orca taking out the, the yachts? I will I will give you, I'll give you with, with with one idea. One day, I think a few weeks ago, I was coming to work on my car and I, I put to the radio and and there was a statistic saying that just the cruise ships on the Mediterranean pollute more than one billion cars. Not one million, one billion cars. So the question was in what in what part of the environment and the future in the future of, of this world. We, we are not all moving in the same direction. And every time we are taxed more to move in one direction, a lot of people are not doing the, the, their part. And, 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 and sometimes our measures, our small measures, recycle a bit more, having an electric car, they, they are just palliative in, in, what comes to, to the, in what comes to the world. So this needs to be tackled all at the same time. I think the work is, 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 a, is a, a euro because at least, at least at the end, at the end, nature will, will revolt themselves. That, that's a sentence I don't know from whom, which says that man is so worried at destroyed nation that he doesn't understand that nature will destroy men much soon, much, much, much soon. Yeah, I'm in touch with the orcas. They are definitely socialists. <laughs> They've told me that. Uh, if so they are close I... to Portugal, if they are close to Portugal, they might have got the socialist bug. It happens here a lot, a lot. Joe, again, <laughs> always a pleasure to talk to you, and we do love talking. Yeah, like. We know Portugal has its problems and Portugal has its issues, but Portugal is at least trying to tackle them in a fair way. And that's why we keep coming back to you. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you looking so well, Joe, as we said at the beginning. And thank you again for coming on and talking. So much. I will always be welcome. And and I I always accept your invitation every time you come to come back to this podcast. An an absolute gentleman. Thanks for for listening, folks. We have have a conversation in relation to uh, client yet again with uh, Patrick Bresnahan from uh, Maynooth University coming up as well so we've lots coming your way but but uh, I'm, I'm always we're always delighted to speak to Joe and we know the listeners love love him but boy guys honestly you want to see him now he looks like a male model now he's 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 flexing and getting ready this is <laughs> this is the, it's called the summer body it's called the summer body yeah he's got he's got he's got the beach body ready I, I have the summer body and it's no, covered no, in raincoats no 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 you you Martin you have the beach body you know the woman they say and the body washed up on shore we will talk to you all very very soon take care bye bye tony and martin martin and tony speaking to interesting people only it's the echo chamber podcast sub
subscribe now on Patreon.